It is difficult to get the news from poetry. Yet men and women die miserably every day for lack of what is found there. William Carlos Williams. Marcus Wicker's poems have appeared or are forthcoming in Jubilat, Crab Orchard Review, Hayden's Fairy Review, Harper Pallet, Rattle, Ninth Letter, Southwester, Diagram, and Cream City Review, among other journals. He is an Ann Arbor, Michigan native who holds fellowships from Indiana University's MFA program and Cave Canem. Marcus currently serves as poetry editor of the Indiana Review. Welcome to The Poet's Weave. I'm Christopher Citro. Marcus, what have you brought for us today? This first piece is called Some Revisions for my good friend Raleigh Lee. My friend Raleigh always jokes, You must know every black guy in Bloomington, Indiana, because I break my neck to nod when one crosses our path, as if to say, It's good to see myself for the first time again, as if to say, It's good to see you. Let me start over. Riding the campus bus with Raleigh one day, my head lifted from its ledge and landed at the feet of a mannequin who peered straight through me. And that's just what I thought, too. He's a mannequin black man, sitting there all stiff in his cowboy boots and straight leg Levi's. He's a mannequin black man, too stilted to acknowledge himself when he sees me. And by that I meant too stilted to acknowledge me. One more time. So I'm in transit when I see this brother across the aisle with his near-brown, green-eyed son, and just as he looks at me, no, just as he turns away, a twang or drawl betrays his lips. He is not speaking to me. He's talking, smiling in an old white moth of a woman, well, wasp, if you consider her dilated pupils. And all of a sudden, I pretend his affliction is not my own. This isn't working, is it? Raleigh brother. When you asked, is it difficult to write about race, I meant to say, hell yes. Yes, especially if you're stilted, like me. I find it much safer to sit at home and feign an understanding. But to write race is to stare firm. I suppose you knew that. You meant push me to write about race, to re-see, and I didn't know enough then to advise you. Well, I may have learned something one keystroke ago. Race is a triangular maze of lush green hedges that stretch beyond the eye's reach. Black as I am, yellow as you are, as neither as this town is, it has taken a poem, a bus, tearing through that maze, full speed in my direction, for me to look at you and nod. Yes, I meant to say write it, and please don't stop. This poem begins with an epigraph from Langston Hughes. We know we are beautiful and ugly too. Love letter to Flavor Flav. I think I love you. How you suck fried chicken grease off chalkboard fingers in public, or walk the wrong way down an escalator with a clock around your neck. How you wrapped about the poor with a gold tooth grin. How your gold teeth spell your name. How you love your name is beautiful. You shout your name 100 times each day. They say, if you repeat something enough, you can become it. I'd like to know, does Flav or Flav sound ugly to you? I think it's slightly beautiful. I bet you love mirrors. Tell the truth. When you find plastic Viking horns or clown shades staring back, is it beauty you see or vaudeville? To express myself honestly enough, 
That, my friend, is very hard to do. Those are Bruce Lee's words. I mention Bruce Lee here only because you remind me of him. That's a lie. But your shades do mirror a mask he wore, his green hornet's trusty sidekick. And no, I'm not calling names. Chuck D. would have set cities on fire had you let him. You were not public enemy's sidekick. You hosed down whole crowds in loudmouth flame retardant spit. You did this only by repeating your name. Flav or Flav, Flav or Flav. I think I love you. I think I really might mean it this time. William, can I call you William? I should have asked 27 lines ago. What have you become? How you've lived saying nothing save the same words each day is a kind of freedom or beauty. Please, tell me I'm not lying to us. Love Letter to RuPaul You have one of the longest, thickest, most veined, colossal set of hands that I have ever seen, and frankly, they cast a spell on me. Not that I'm the type of man who goes around checking out other men's hands, but I know tightly tucked cuticles when I see them. Even sexier is the hourglass-shaping chokehold you can put on a mic. You could hurl a two-foot monkey wrench at a mirror or pull out and push in a date's chair with the flick of a wrist. I bet you don't, though. Bet you've never carried a man up four flights of stairs, limp arms flailing every which way. And if you have, I bet you took care to cradle his neck, to avoid banisters, and to walk slowly. Because you were fierce in the way only a six-foot-seven black drag queen could be. In one of my earliest memories, you were wearing a pink sequin dress, endorsing a hamburger, good enough for a man, maybe a woman. I am a black man who has never worn pink, not a polo to a country club, not gaiters to a church, and still that commercial ravished me. How hard to be sandwiched between what and who you are, tickled by every cruel wind, critic voyeur playing rough beneath your skirt. How raw you must be to sit before a camera, legs uncrossed. You've been listening to poems by Marcus Wicker on The Poet's Weave. I'm Christopher Citrell.